Welcome to Future Docs Podcast. My name is Dr. Bajram Mizani. I'm a family physician and your co-host of Future Docs Podcast. Welcome. And I'm your other co-host, Cody Fan, a career development coordinator here at AC Medical. As always, we invite you to watch the video version of this podcast by visiting youtube.com forward slash acmedical.org if you are listening on one of the podcast listening sites. This episode is expanding on our most recent webinar from December 2nd, hosted by AC Medical. In the webinar, which we will upload to our YouTube channel soon, relatively within one to two weeks of this podcast posting, or it may be available now, if depending on when you watch it, we discuss the final chance to match in the main match 2022 cycle. For those that were not able to attend or watch it yet, we detailed what the Supplemental Offer and Acceptance Program is, and we'll further expand on what to expect during Match Week SOAP for this 48th episode. Dr. Mazzani, as many of our listeners may or may not be aware, as discussed in our previous episodes and webinars, you yourself matched your SOAP, then called Scramble, correct? That is right, Scramble. It was before a Supplemental Offer and Acceptance Program was initiated and was uh, quite a scramble back then. We had to make phone calls to hundreds of programs. None of them would pick up the phone. We had to fax our documents in. You know, paper would run out of their fax machines. It was a, it was quite a mess. But I managed to get seven offers during Scramble. And certainly, since the transition into SOAP, they've instituted systems for us to optimize and use efficiently. Correct? They have. It's a lot more formal now and a lot more limited now. But it certainly works. It certainly works. Programs make offers online and you accept your offer online and you don't have to fax in documents you don't have to call programs until they uh, pick up the phone as a matter of fact it's again smash policy in order for you to contact programs whether you're soap eligible or not you cannot contact programs that are participating in soap you can only send them eras applications uh, a lot more systematic now a lot more organized and why is this considered the final chance to match you know, you know, you have your main match. Of course, there's a lot of different matches, but you have your main match where majority of us participate in. And during this process, we, uh, you know, a lot of people do match. But for those programs that have any unfilled spots and, and for those candidates that are unmatched, this is the final opportunity to compete for those unfilled spots. Of course, you have post-match and, you know, you have off cycles, but nothing is, is like this final opportunity. So if you really got to Look at it as a step one and step two, you know, step one is your main match. And then step two of the entire match process is that match week. And in that match week, you have anywhere between 1500 and 2000 spots that go up for grabs. That's what you're really competing for. That's why it's your final chance to match before you have to do everything all over again for next match cycle. The whole idea is to save you time and, and get you to secure your position this year. Now, you mentioned that there are anywhere between 1,500 to about 2,000 spots that go unfilled that are available during SOAP. If I have already certified my application, how, how do I best prepare so that I may apply to these programs? If you've already certified your application, then the only items that you can change on your U.S. application are your personal statement, letters of recommendation, and your medical student performance evaluation. Those are the only items that you can change. And there's still a lot that you could do with those items that you changed. Um, and so you really got to utilize your time pretty effectively from now until next March, uh, whenever it is that you're listening to, to this uh, podcast or, or watching this. 
but can't change anything on your ERAS, which could be problematic. But for the you know, anywhere between 11,000 and 14,000 SOAP eligible ERAS candidates, you know, they're all in the same boat, with the exception of those that have not certified their application yet. And before we branch off towards those that have not yet certified their application, I had a question for you in regarding if I've already done all my due, my due diligence, I've completed my application, I've sent all my LORs, my partial statement, what merit is there for me to go ahead and redraft a new personal statement or garner new LORs? How does that help me in any way, shape or form? A lot. Because you cannot change your ERAS application, the only item that you can change are your letters of recommendation and personal statement. And in your personal statement, that's where it's your opportunity to talk about new activities that you're a part of right now or you're scheduled to be a part of that is relevant to the residency specialty that you're applying to. And that's what your letters of recommendation should be doing as well. They should establish your commitment to the specialty. They should fill your gaps between, you know, between the months of September and March and putting them all into your personal statement and being able to submit the letters of recommendation to programs that you've not submitted for letters of recommendation to. It's a critical step in being able to secure a match during SOAP. So you have to put a lot of attention to it. And that's if you are not changing the specialty that you're applying to. Some of us applied to the wrong specialty during the match, the main match, and didn't get enough interviews or just got a few. And you found out that, well, maybe I shouldn't have applied to four different specialties. And maybe I should have been a little bit more focused, or maybe, you know, diagnostic radiology was not really for me. And, and I should be going for pathology or internal medicine, whatever the case may be, that transition needs to be really well thought out. Then the best place to do it, the best canvas to do it is your personal statement. And then once you do it there, you got to couple that with clinical experiences in that specialty so that when you are applying during SOAP, your story makes sense and you have some commitment to that specialty that you're applying to. But on top of that, there's a lot that goes into SOAP. On top of that, you got to make sure that you're picking a specialty that there is historically enough unfilled spots available year after year. So unfortunately, maybe pediatrics or maybe psychiatry or surgery categorical, there's not going to be that many spots available. So that's why you know, it's, it's important that you really rethink the specialty that, that you're committing yourself to and, and what you're going to apply to doing. So that's what we're here to do to help you. Okay. And if I am in fact a residency candidate who finished all of my requirements to be, to be able to certify my application, say in November or December, what are your suggestions? Should I certify now or should I just hold off and wait until so? I think it's really important that, you know, we take a look at your ERAS application and see what you're about to certify just because, you know, you're under a time crunch and, you know, you feel like you got to get your application out. Well, you know, let's, let's think about this. It's, let's say it's November, December, whenever it is, when you apply, you're going to go on the bottom of the queue. And some of the programs are still struggling with the applications that have been received on September 29th, you know, and September 30th because there's thousands of applications that, that are sent on that day alone. So as far as certifying your application in November, late application certification, November, December, even January, it, it really becomes a function of how much money you're willing to invest in figuring out the answer to whether you're going to get any interviews or not. You got to keep in mind that if you, if you apply in November, December, or January, you're 75% of the interviews have already been given out, which means that you're, you're shooting for the 25%. So if you're shooting for the 25%, you're going to have to apply to every program in that specialty to find those 25%. And even so, you're still going to be on the bottom of the queue. So 
it's really hard to say that you should go out and certify right now versus waiting for SOAP and just putting your application even more together, including some recent clinical experiences that are relevant to the specialty that you know you and your mentor agree that you should be applying to and then certifying your application. I think it's really important that you have a second, third, fourth voice speaking through this entire process with you, especially what's going to happen during SOAP before you certify that application. So if I wanted to use my status of having not yet certified my ERAS application to my advantage, you mentioned seeking mentorship and possibly doing additional clinical experiences is what you just mentioned. Yes. And I, I mean, mentorship, hundred percent, there's, there's no doubt about it. You know, clinicals, some people can do it. Some people cannot. You may be a senior medical student. You may have access to clinicals already. You may not be able to travel. Maybe you've just, you know, had a newborn, maybe you're located outside of the United States, maybe live online clinicals is something you could consider. Maybe it's just financially not feasible for you. A lot of different scenarios, but certainly the best case scenario is making yourself look like a fourth year medical student and, and then, you know, making your application look that way as well. So yes, clinicals are the most important thing that you could be doing. If you haven't certified your application, don't certify it yet. Wait until you know, March, and then we'll come up with the best date as to when that is, uh, when you should be certifying your application. But if you're going to do that, you better have a really good plan with you and your mentor and how do I participate in SOAP and make the most of it. I think the best mentor for SOAP is somebody who's gone through the process, him or herself, and understands what it's about and preferably match through that entire process because they, they can give you a lot more pearls of wisdom than, than somebody who's just uh, familiar with it through webinars and just conversations. And I have two questions left for you, one being a two-parter and one being pretty straightforward. Just so that our listeners are aware, could you give us a brief rundown of what to expect during soap match week soap? Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. So what's going to happen is uh, this year, well, 2022 match, soap is going to start on March 14th, which is a Monday, on March 14th, and, and that's at 9 a.m. And uh, all the uh, candidates, schools are going to find out the list of unfilled programs, including the programs they're going to find out, um, you know, whether they're matched or not. And then at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, all these times are Eastern Standard Time, the candidates can begin to work on their ERS application. Now, what can you do on your ERS application? Really, it's your personal statement, making sure your letters of recommendation are there. Hopefully, you're not waiting until March 14th to, to check on your letters of recommendation. These should have been in the works you know a few weeks before march 14th so hopefully by march 1st you have your letters of recommendation uploaded from new clinical experiences and, and based on the specialty that we agree that you should apply to and then what's different this year is that the programs don't get to see and download your application until the next day so you have the entire monday to to prepare your application which again if you've already certified it there isn't much you can do other than your personal statement and your letter of recommendation which again hopefully you've already done weeks ago. But March 15th and 16th is when programs go through all of the applications that have been submitted and then contact you and interview you by phone or by, by video. And then March 17th, the entire day on March 17th is when four rounds of SOAP is going to happen. And the way that basically it works is that it starts at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Programs make an offer. Uh, it's available. You know, applicants receive the offer. And they have applicants have two hours to to accept the, or or not accept the offer, and it just repeats itself. And by by the time this is all done, almost all of the spots are gone, and their their the offers are accepted. 
So that's essentially what happens. Now, what's really important is what happens between March 15th and 16th and how that process goes. So for those who participated in our SOAP memberships at, at AC Medical, uh, you know, we work with you, especially if you have not certified your application and, uh, you know, how do you pick the 45 programs to apply to? How do you keep track of these 45 programs? And the thing with March 15th and 16th is you don't have a week to two weeks to prepare for this phone call or this, you know, video interview that you're going to have with them. You literally are going to have seconds and they could call you at any time. I've been on the other side where a program director calls a sole participant, then another program director calls the sole participant. And, you know, she had to juggle in between both of the phone calls and, and still maintain composure. So it's pretty exciting times. You just have to be flexible. You have to have everything in front of you. You know, we'll, we'll walk you through how to do that and, and, and how to answer some pretty tough questions during so. It's, it's an incredible experience uh, and it could essentially be the, uh, you know, a, a deciding moment in your life, which just like it was for me. And while that is the timeline for later on in March, I want to just take it back to December. What are my actionable items that I need to do now? Or what are your suggestions that I should do now? I, I think you should, we're not going to kill any birds, but you should, you know, you should uh, capture two birds with one hand. <laughs> uh, so when I say clinicals, I think the, you know, the best type of clinicals that you should be doing is, is when you can do rotations directly with program directors and residents and, and associate program directors and, and audition, right? Audition is really important. You know, 10 years ago, five years ago, we didn't have really good auditions for, for medical graduates or even, you know, senior medical students. And now, now we do. And so I think that as you're, as you're filling that gap, you should be auditioning because those auditions could lead to interviews themselves. And that's the whole point of auditions. Even late auditions could lead to interviews. Interview season goes on till, you know, till end of January, sometimes, sometimes early February. So you should be auditioning in December. You should be auditioning in January. You should be auditioning in February. And that's how you fill your time. You get new letters. You could probably garner new interviews. You get to meet residents, decision makers, rub shoulders with them, talk to program directors and interview prep. I can't tell you how important it is. And mentorship. If, you, if you've never gone through SOAP before, and even if you've gone through SOAP and you're kind of disheartened, you're like, well, I'm not gonna, I didn't get any phone calls or, you know, nothing happened, but we have the exact opposite stories uh, here at AC Medical. I myself, not only just me, but you know, we have several of AC Medical members who've, who've matched during SOAP. And so if they would have said the same thing, then of course they wouldn't have matched. Uh, and so I think it's really important that you approach it right with the right strategy. And the good thing with us is we're like, we're so serious about SOAP and, and we want you to participate in it so much that if you, if you do and you take our advice and you go through SOAP and you get a SOAP membership and you don't match, we're going to sponsor you for the whole entire next match season and you know and and help you with the next match cycle and we're not going to charge you for the membership for next year so so it's really important we want you to participate we want you to get the experience and what better than getting that call and being interviewed by a program that needs a candidate to fill their spot and, and better yet being offered a, um, a position so auditions are probably the most critical mentorship is is very very critical and that's what our SOAP memberships do. So if you're, if you are interested, then take a look at acmedical.org and forward slash memberships and, and kind of scroll down to SOAP and you'll see our memberships there. And that concludes this Future Docs podcast episode. Once again, if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, we invite you to watch the video form on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash 
AC Medical Org. We would also like for you to subscribe if you have not yet done so. So by the way, everybody who's, again, who's thinking about, so if you're in the match, even if you have 20 interviews, 30 interviews, we have one of our members, he has 46 interviews. It's just mind blowing. And you can't go to all the interviews, I get it, but that you're also subjected to the, the right quarter list and, and, and going through the match algorithm. There is a chance that you're not gonna match. Right. So there is a chance you're not going to match. And it's always good to trust in God, but lock your doors, prepare for soap. And, uh, you know, don't get too confident in, in the number of interviews that you have. You really have to have at a minimum, I would say six interviews in one specialty for the match algorithm to kind of work in your favor. For some of the specialties, you need to be a 10 or 12, like emergency medicine, but plan for soap and you, you have nothing to lose. It's free. You've already paid for it if you're participating in ERAS. And, uh, and if you have some really good advice and mentorship, then hopefully your experience is going to be really good. And hopefully you're not going to have to use it. But I would much rather you be prepared than to not, because you could go through what happened to me and, uh, and not match and have to scramble, which is what I did, which is not called. So but if you have any questions, please go ahead and send us an email to podcast at acmedical.org and and or visit our website at acmedical.org and we'll be delighted to uh to hear your questions and maybe even include a create a podcast for for your next question and as always thank you for your time Pazani. and for our future docs we will catch you next week bro. and thank you so much uh cody i appreciate you and we'll all see you next time bye-bye